Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Ema podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Joe Tillery, and I hope you are having a wonderful holiday season and a wonderful day. In my case, we've got my birthday coming up on Friday, so I'm excited to spend that with family and friends. I hope you're having a good time doing the same for the holidays, and if you're not, either way, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to the podcast. Guys, We've had some good stuff talking about Kansas State this week and different things happen. Obviously, the Richard Linton situation is still there. The guy still stinks, but that's neither here nor there. I'm going to focus on some positives today. We feel like, as a whole, as a fan base, we deserve a few positives. So I'm going to run you through a list of Chris Kleiman and the boys bringing in some big names, some big dogs on the defensive line and the defensive unit. Got some new people coming to Manhattan, and I'm excited to preview some of those guys coming your way. But before I do, let me remind you, if you enjoy the show, if you listen to it a couple of times, go ahead and consider leaving that five-star rating and review. Take a screenshot over and sending it to Pete Mundo. That's Pete, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Make his Christmas a little bit better by sending him that five-star rating and review as an early Christmas gift from you to us here at Heartland College Sports. And we'll hook you up with a gift of our own with a Heartland College Sports koozie. Keep your beers cold. I know in our case here in Kansas, somehow it is 60 degrees in the middle of December. Either way, still a great time to keep your drinks cold, and I appreciate you guys for taking the time out of your schedule to do so. But guys, let's start here, because it felt like the sky was falling. Just the absolute worst. I mean, that chicken little situation, the sky's falling, everybody's going to hell, what's happening? For the past three weeks, that's been the case with Kansas State Athletics. We got some positives, guys, some real positives, which feels like someone's pulling my leg or someone's, you know, setting me up to walk underneath the rim and get dunked on. But we landed some great names, dude. We got some big dogs on the defensive line and in the secondary we'll talk about here the last couple of days. There has been more than just this, but I want to start with these guys in the last couple of days. Kansas State had a three-peat yesterday. A three-peat on Tuesday of big-name recruits coming to Manhattan after spending good time across Division I football and elsewhere. Starting the day off with Mr. Jordan Riley, a safety, played at Ball State. Let me read you through some of his stats. Jordan Riley at Ball State wasn't really... An interception coverage type guy, but he was a run enforcer. I mean, this is a dude that was a playmaker, sideline to sideline. He wasn't necessarily, you know, a big turnover guy or anything like that, but the man commanded the defense and racked up a ton of tackles in two seasons. In his last season with Ball State in 2023, finished with 61 tackles and eight pass breakups, which I know the narrative is like some people look at like the pass breakups to interception ratio and be like, well, if he's not coming down with picks, that's probably a liability in coverage. I don't know. If you're getting your hands on the rock, I'm not too worried about that. 2022, an even better season. 94 total tackles, one sack, and 12 pass breakups in 2022. The dude can play. I mean, he can flat out play. And while I'm not going to sit here and try to, you know, blow smoke and say that he's a perfect Kobe Savage replacement or something like that, you know, if you want to go the money ball approach, this makes him up in the aggregate. This at least helps figure out what the heck's going on with Kansas State's secondary, especially considering the fact you've got some names coming back like VJ Payne, like Marquise Siegel. Without Savage there, that does stink. It really does. Don't get me wrong. I expressed my thoughts on the NIL and the transfer portal stuff in the past episode. If you heard that, I appreciate you. But if you want to hear more thoughts, go check that out for sure. But it stinks not having Savage there for various reasons. Obviously, the leadership stinks. Obviously, the commanding the defense stinks. But you get a guy in Jordan Riley who can step in with a ton of experience. Experience is the key word I'm going to hammer on through this podcast. I'll tell you that now. As a little spoiler alert, and in case one safety wasn't enough, Kansas State also rounded out the day by landing Dante Thomas, another safety from the JUCO level. Guy was a stud, man. This dude is a head hunter. I mean, there's not really a better way to say this. This guy is coming with bad intentions. I mean, that's exactly what people talk about. The first clip in his highlight package, he, I was going to say decapitates a dude, but that's probably not the best way to say that, absolutely rips the helmet clean off a dude in the open field. I mean, straight up. Helmet goes launching into next week. It's crazy to see what this dude plays like. Like, his ability has that kind of Ed Reed level. I don't want to say I'm comparing him to Ed Reed. I'm not saying that immediately. But the power 
in the tackling, man. It is consistent wrap-ups, and I love to see that. Because, like, there's never a time when you don't need more sure tacklers on the defense. There's never a time in the world where I'd be like, ah, you know, we've got a lot of good tacklers. We need something else. That's not the case. That is not the case in this one. Before we get to the big one, let me tell you about Travis Bates. Travis Bates played at Austin P before committing to Kansas State. Put up some good numbers, man. He's a solid player. He's a good prospect, and I think he's going to be a great addition. The size is really the biggest thing you look at, but I want to give a quick shout-out to my guy, uh, Ryan Wallace from Go Powercat. Did a great write-up talking about him, but this is what Wally had to say about Bates. And let me just clue you in. Wally knows what he's talking about. This dude is like a virtuoso when it comes to recruiting, so I'm going to, I'm going to run with whatever this dude says. But this is what he said about Travis Bates. As a redshirt freshman for the Governors this season, which, immediate thoughts, he has a ton of eligibility ahead, Bates was credited with 32 tackles, 5 tackles for loss, 3 sacks, 2 pass breakups, and a blocked kick over 10 games played. An 8-time starter in his first campaign, Bates was a catalyst for Austin P, capturing a UAC championship and finishing 9-3 with a top 50 scoring defense. In 541 snaps played according to PFF, the analytics site awarded Bates a 71.5 defensive grade, one that included being charted for 23 quarterback hurries. Yeah, Bates is a dude, man. The biggest thing about him is the size. That's the difference. Like, People wanted to freak out a little bit when you saw Nate Matlack hit the portal, and I have nothing but love for Nate Matlack. That dude powered through. He did He did it the way it should be. I mean, he powered through. Even though he was recruited to play in Bill Snyder's scheme as a, you know, get-after-the-quarterback pass-rush type guy, Chris Kleiman comes in and basically makes him kind of that standing defensive end, where it's not, you know, you're not going to be a 15-sack guy unless your name is Felix Anudike Uzama, which Felix is a freak, so that makes sense. You're just not going to have that happen all the time. Instead of hitting the portal immediately with that sign of like, ah, I'm not going to have much production, I'm not going to do this, he elected to stay. Matlack stayed with K-State for three seasons and really did some great things last season, the previous season. Uh, has had some health issues, but I respect what he did. The only issue with him, like the reason he's leaving is because it's a scheme fit. It doesn't fit his scheme. Like that's not the type of player he was recruited to be. So forcing him into this other position, it might not be the best for his career. It might not be the best for K-State. Matlack likes to hit the portal. The difference between a guy like Nate Matlack and Travis Bates is the weight. When you have a 3-3-5 defense, you need big dogs on the defensive line. Defensive ends, defensive tackles, whatever you want to talk about, you need big dogs. So Travis Bates, standing 6'3", 265. Love to see that. 265. Became one of three players that I will mention in this episode. I want to tease this a little bit later. We're going to talk about the sheer mass and size that Kansas State will have on their defensive line. When I bring up the next player, the next big commitment, a massive recruiting win for Kansas State. The next dude I want to talk about. This is the big one. I mean, this is a massive win. Taylor Britt, Chris Kleiman, everybody that helped with this one, Connor Riley, whoever helped out in this, that's a win, man. Pat yourselves on the back. Malcolm Alcorn Crowder, a Juco defensive lineman who had seven sacks last season at his community college. I am so stoked to have this guy on the roster. Alcorn Crowder played last season at Butler, where we've had some success recruiting for the Juco level, obviously. But listen to this. Six foot six, two ninety-seven. Guys, that is a dog. That is a big dog. And if you want a nickname for the man who he already has, how about Mac Truck? That's what they're already calling the man. The Mac Truck. That is awesome. Big Mac, Big Maul, whatever you need to say. So stoked to have him on the roster. Ranking in in the JUCO level as the 19th ranked player in the country, the 7th ranked defensive lineman in uh, in JUCO ranks, and the 6th ranked player in the state of Massachusetts. The dude had offers from Cincinnati, had offers from Cal, Miami. uh, He had offers from USC, Wisconsin. There's a ton of people interested in this guy. Kansas State were the ones that got the last laugh. That's a huge one. I want to give a shout-out to another buddy of mine. Shout-out to KU Grant talking about it on Twitter. Big KU guy, big KU fan. He was like, this is the first commitment that I'm genuinely jealous of. This is an awesome commitment. This is a great player. It's like, there is a genuine frustration that other teams missed out on this guy because this is a huge one, especially coming from Butler. He knows the spot. He knows Kansas a little bit. Now you get to go to Kansas State and join that defensive line. That's crazy. On that topic, when you look at Malcolm Alcorn Crowder, 6'6", 6'6", 297, 
He's probably going to play either defensive end or defensive lineman. I mean, he could play both with his size, but I could see him as a defensive end guy. Kansas State could walk out with this size. This is the size and the mass we're talking about when we talk about a, a great defense, a really great Joe Klanerman defense. It stops the run, stops everything. You get good linebacker play. The thing that plagued us this season, there wasn't much size on the defensive line. Wasn't much size. You know, Khalid Duke did a good job. Nate Matlack did a good job. But once again, they're both kind of pass rushing guys. They're not meant to be that physical defensive end type guy. Kansas State has the opportunity to trot out their three dudes in Malcolm Elkhorn Crowder, Travis Bates, and and Uso Sayamalo. Let me read you the size of each guy. We've already talked about Bates, 6'3", 265. We've already talked about Elkhorn Crowder, 6'6", 279. Sorry, 297, excuse me. Let me run you through Mr. Uso Sayamalo, who weirdly played both running back and quarterback in high school, which is hilarious to see. Uso Sayamalo is a stud, had a great defensive season for Kansas State this year, and is returning for his final year of eligibility. Uso trots out there at 6'3", 340. The man is weirdly explosive for his size. I mean, he's really one of the fastest guys on the team for, for a five-yard race, which is something you want to see from elite defensive linemen. Uso announced that he's coming back for one last season of eligibility. Malcolm Alcorn Crowder joins the D-line at 297, and Travis Bates at 265. That's a big difference than what we've seen this previous season. Kansas State was good on the defensive line, but they needed some size there, some really new guys to reupholster that. I mean, you lose people like Nate Matlack, you lose Khalid Duke, he's graduating, you lose a couple guys like that. But you get a guy like Brendan Mott back. That's huge. Austin Moore announced he's coming back. This defense is going to be better than the unit in 2023. And I know that maybe that's face value. Maybe I'm looking too far ahead. But it feels like this team is really in a spot where they're going to compete. And I think, you know, there's an element to say that sometimes there's an adjustment period where, okay, you won a title in 2022. 2023, there's that comeback of like, ah, it just didn't work. Dang it, we didn't do this, whatever. There's a legit new squad coming to Manhattan. I mean, there's dudes in this class that are really going to shape things up. Let me tell you a couple names here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak on. A couple players even got upgraded to four-star rankings by the 247 Sports Index recently, bringing Kansas State's total to seven four-star players in this class. In the first three years of the Chris Kleiman era, they've had eight total, eight total four-stars. In one season, we have seven. That's the crazy part, that this team continues to advance. Selfishly, I'm going to talk about one recruit that I am absolutely excited to watch how about Caden Massey, man? What a dude. Played at Linden, Kansas, small town Kansas. But here's the thing about the kid. Six foot eight, 270. Six foot eight, guys. That dude is going to tower over every defender in the country. You get him in that True Carroll weight room, business is going to be booming all day. I mean, that's a guy you don't want to see in the trenches. I got to deal with the dude who's six eight. You know, you add, what, 30, 40 pounds in the workouts? Six eight, three ten, three twenty. That's awful, dude. I don't want to go up against that guy. I don't want to go up against any of these guys. But... You look at the signing class, I mean, they did so many great things, but Kansas State's roster overall last season was a little bit smaller than what we're looking at now. Chris Kleiman and the boys are taking no chances. We're going after the JUCO prospects. We're going after the portal guys, after high school commitments. Like, we're in a spot now where it feels like the future is moving where we need to be. It feels like the Avery Johnson era is legit. It's a thing that, like, we're all excited to see. Everybody is ready to watch Avery Johnson. Everybody's so ecstatic to see how the offense plays. I am equally excited to see how this team adapts to losing some of the key players they've lost. I mean, you think about it. You lose Ben Sennett, you lose Will Howard, you lose Kobe Savage, you more than likely lose Daniel Green. I don't know what that situation is, medically eligible or not, whatever the case is. Um, you lose a lot of leaders in that locker room. So there's something to say with the bowl game. I mean, you look at the bowl game, everybody's excited to see Avery Johnson, Sunshine, take the field. But, man, there's going to be some leadership stuff you have to see. You know, who's going to emerge as that guy? And you've heard Kleiman talk about it. You've heard Kleiman say, like, hey, this dude's legit. He's special. This is the guy to watch. We know Avery's special. You know Avery's special. Everybody knows Avery's special. There's an element of, like, 
Avery's going to be that dude, but the team around him has to rise to it as well. And I'm so stoked to see how that happens. You think about the combination of Avery Johnson and Jace Brown, true freshman guys. Then you think about the guys coming into Manhattan. Jaquez Spradley-Demps, four-star. Trey Davis, four-star. Massive recruiting wins. These dudes are big dogs in the state of Texas. Like, that's a huge thing when you can bring in a top 500 player like that. Then you look at, you know, Gus Hawkins from uh, Mill Valley. Four-star recruit, just got upgraded to a four-star by 247 Sports. And he's in the nation's top 300 recruits. Caden Massey's up there as well. You know, you miss out on certain players like Mike Boganowski. I thought was going to be a bigger deal. Really wasn't that big of a loss. Kansas State found a way around some of that by adding some really great names. And then you look at a guy like Navarro Shunky. Not only is he a four-star commitment to K-State and the number one player in the state of North Dakota, he willingly chose to walk on at Kansas State instead of taking Power 5 offers elsewhere. That's how much people believe in Chris Kleiman. And I know there's things that talk, like he's got scholarships set up already through different programs and stuff at Kansas State, but it's amazing to see what this recruiting staff is doing. And it's going to continue into the future. My one suggestion is this. I know it seems small. I know it seems insignificant, but guys want to play in cool gear. Guys want to wear new merch. Guys want to wear stuff that, like, give us some all-whites. Give us an away jersey where you don't have to worry about the gray pants and the pinstripes and the logos. and the, Just do something wacky, man. Have fun with it. You know, the basketball team the other night, and I'll talk about this, they announced that, hey, we're going to wear black and lavender jerseys against Wichita State on Thursday. Be there. And they leaked a brand new jersey that we had not seen previously. You know, the big game blacks, the jerseys that we've seen in the past, like Kansas State's making their own destiny with that. It's time that football gets into that. And I know Chris Kleiman talked about it and kind of joked about like, well, we're not going to have lavender helmets tomorrow or anything like that or black helmets, but we can have those conversations because we re-signed with Nike. Guys, it might be time. I don't think we're going to do it for the bowl game, obviously, because you want, you know, just you want your normal, most notable stuff. But boy, I hope we come out in the Avery Johnson era and go all whites or go lavenders or go something cool because... You get more people interested with, like, cool swag, cool merch, stuff that people can wear and actively, like, not only the Nike text, but how much the lavender quarter zips have done, how much all that's done for the brand of Kansas State. You think about how much lavender has changed the color of Kansas State. Like, the option for kids to play in something that they find cool is compelling. It's it's not like, like, if you go play at Western Kentucky, nobody knows what their jerseys look like, but they know their mascot is cool as hell. It's that big red guy, big red from Western Kentucky. Looks like a red version of Grimace. Everybody wants to see that dude. Does it make any sense? No. But there is something in that, like, I want to wear cool stuff for the university I care about. It's time to do that, football. Avery Johnson is the dude to do this with. I mean, this is where the whole change is. Like, Will Howard, developmental player, worked his tail off, became a really great player, now he's committed to USC, and will make heaps and heaps and boatloads and any other measurement measurement of money possible. He's got it coming his way. You lose him. You lose Will Howard. You lose Colin Klein, who's Mr. K-State. You lose a lot of guys with the program that have been there to see the rise as to what it's become. With so many things changing, now might be the time, man. Toss an alternate jersey. It is game time, dude. That's what you go to. And I'm excited to see that happen. I really genuinely believe it will. I know there's the curse of anytime we wear white helmets, we lose or whatever. Let's freaking break the curse, dude. Let's go out there against our, you know, who's our home opener? Is it like a, you know, Alcorn State or like a Sam Houston State? Where's some alternates against a team that you know you're going to beat the mess out of and if you lose they're genuinely cursed genuinely that's the way to go but Avery Johnson this is the time when you start to see that happen I mean the kid's changing numbers he's committed to K-State you get guys committing to K-State that care about the coaching staff that care about Kansas State it's time we get some new jerseys out there on the field because people want to play that man you'll see it on Thursday how excited everybody is for the Kansas State basketball game everybody wants to see those jerseys in person I know selfishly I'll be there with my girlfriend I'm stoked to see it it's going to be awesome for the venue. But I think I should leave it with this. The holidays are a stressful time for a lot of people. 
Christmas can be a stressful time for a lot of people. You know, the month of December as a whole just seems a little bit hectic for everyone. Let me remind you guys just to take a big exhale every so often. When you have 20 minutes to slip away and listen to a podcast, something like this, it means a lot to me, but it's also a great way just to take a breath around the family. So I'd encourage you guys not only to enjoy the holidays, not only to, you know, live in the moment and enjoy it, but I encourage you to have fun, take a breath, and know that the end of the year is coming. We got a new year ahead with new problems, new challenges, new everything. It'll be a good time, but I'm so grateful for all the love in this year. And I think we'll get another episode in before the actual New Year hits. Let me double check the calendar, but I think we have a little bit of time here. We'll talk on the 27th, and I'll kind of have some end of the year thoughts uh, about the podcast and everything going on. And I just want to say I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Thank you all so much for listening to the Everything Email podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Once again, this has been Joe Tillery. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy holidays, and I will talk to you in the next one. Go Cats!